Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for joining me. Uh, this week, we'll cover the Dan Lebitard ESPN brouhaha. It started on Thursday when Dan made comments about Donald Trump and the rally where the crowd was chanting, send her back, about Elon Omar. Dan obviously talked about it on ESPN Radio and ESPN TV, which is a no-no. You're not allowed to talk about politics. And now he was he missed the first hour of the show Friday. He didn't do his show Mondays, expected back Tuesday. And it's a whole big thing over at ESPN. So Andrew Marchand, sports media columnist and sports media reporter for the New York Post, has covered this, has written numerous articles about it. He joins us to share what he knows. And uh, Andrew and I debate the whole situation and who's right, who's wrong, and what happened. So stay tuned for that before you we get to Andrew. Quick uh, little plug here for past episodes. Go into the archives. John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal was on last week. We covered a lot of sports media news. Uh, we got into big the uh, NFL's upcoming contract, streaming, Sunday Ticket, DirecTV. If you're an NFL fan and you have not listened to that podcast, go into the archives after you listen to Andrew, Mar- Andrew Marshan and check that out. Uh, other interviews in the archives from the past couple of few weeks, uh, Ramona Shelburne, Seth Rollins, Joe Buck, uh, Scott Van Pelt. So check those out. Subscribe if you're not a subscriber. If you're a Dan Lebitard show, Stugatz fan, I know the Stugatz fans are always hitting me up on Twitter. Uh, I should have, I didn't mention this with Andrew, but uh, in full disclosure, they play my name during a drop on the Dan Lebitard show where Stugatz said, Jimmy Traina sounds like a guy I'd like to hang out with. So if you're one of these people who've just discovered this podcast through the Stugatz Army and Lebitard, subscribe to the podcast, rate it, review it. It's greatly appreciated. All right, here we go. Full uh, full interview with Andrew Marshan of the New York Post on the Dan Lebitard versus ESPN situation on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, SI Media Podcast regular Andrew Marshan here to break down the big Dan Lebitard versus ESPN story which is dominating sort of the social media sports media landscape andrew how's it going i'm doing well how you doing doing well and uh, if anyone thought the dan levitard story would die down over the weekend they are they were mistaken uh let me just tell the listeners quickly we are taping this at 3 p.m on monday 
this will come out first thing Tuesday morning very early, I think at like five in the morning. But there is a good chance news happens that we don't discuss here just because it's happening after we tape. So I don't want anyone to think we're sort of running away from any issues. We just, where we stand now is Levitard did not do his show on Monday. Uh, ESPN has said they expected him back on Tuesday. So we'll see how that plays out. I guess the first question is this that I have about this whole thing. Maybe you could shed some light because I, I haven't been able to figure this out. Why did ESPN not suspend Dan Lebetard? Well, number one, I think it's a different regime. I think the idea that they would suspend him is kind of what John Skipper did when he was the president. And, they, and ESPN did have a policy, although it was enforced kind of lightly at times. Uh, and so Pitaro is going to look at things a little bit differently I think he's made it clear to Lebetard what his feelings are and that, you know, there's some places you can go, but if you go too extreme or you're talking too much or it's not really sports related, that's not what they want to do on ESPN, a sports network. So I think that is really the initial reason for, for not suspending Lebetard. And I think also the reason that they didn't do that was because that would only ratchet up the attention um, fivefold, and that if you have headlines saying ES- ESPN suspends Dan Levitard over political comments, I think it only becomes bigger. I still think this has become a big deal, but the biggest thing for ESPN corporately, I believe, is for this to get out of the um, out of the media, out of social media, out of any kind of media as quickly and as quietly as possible. Well, that's not going to happen. So. Um... Thanks to you and me. Exactly. Uh, I I do find it interesting, though. I mean, no, I I am not advocating a suspension, but if you have this company rule, I mean, well, there's two things going on here. I mean, they have a company rule that says no politics allowed. That's one thing. And then he went and he did politics. The other thing is he totally destroyed his own company, which I think if, you know, ESPN could actually suspend him and play up that angle and say he was not suspended for basically, you know, telling the truth about Donald Trump. He was suspended because he said we're cowardly and we don't have a stomach for the fight or something like that. I mean, they do have an out. Yeah, I went in my column on NewYorkPost.com. I, you know, I went into this and I think one of the big things is that, like you just said, he went after ESPN and the way he did it it really kind of put them in a terrible position. Now, I think they found a nice way to, to put the screws on Levitard and make him the one who now has to make a decision, which I wrote about, in that, you know, he said basically that, that you know, basically they're, basically they're terrible. And, that, and, and he didn't mention Jimmy Pitaro's name, but it's his policy. And so he, he basically is calling uh, his bosses cowards because they don't want to address these issues unless there's a sports shield. Meanwhile, Lebetard, you know, coming into it, to launch into it, he used the Nick Wright tweet uh, mm-hmm. as his launching pad, which is, you know, when he's talking about meat shield and all that, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, not ironic, but, but hypocritical perhaps in a small way uh, to, to, to do that. Now, that said, I think Lebetard is super talented. I think uh, you look at his story, um, you can see uh, his parents are immigrants from Cuba, um, and he's established himself to one of the largest and most successful Miami sports media figures ever, maybe the most uh, in terms of you know non-athlete division. Uh, and and now he's gone national, where he's one of the top five most prominent and important um, the sports personalities at ESPN, the biggest uh, media company in the world, sports media company in the world. And so it's a great story. That said. When you agree, which he did in June with Jimmy Pitaro as the president, to um, to a new contract, multi-million dollars, multi-year deal, uh, where not only you're employed, not only is that employing you, but there's a huge staff um, around him and employs a lot of people, and, it's, and they do a unique, different show. It's very good. Right. Um, it's it's one you have. It's a it's kind of one you have to listen a good amount to appreciate. 
um, which since I've come back to governing sports media over the last year and a half, I had before I hadn't listened to it uh, much at all. And, you know, I, I enjoy it. I think it's very good. Um, but you have to listen to it to understand it. It's like a right. fine wine kind of. Right. Um, the, uh, but the bottom line is, that said, you're, there are rules that you're agreeing to. And so, you know, Disney, to, to act as if like Disney, the people who work at Disney or ESPN or other people are complicit because they're not spending their time on the air talking about what Donald Trump said or what um, the crowd, wherever it was, chanted, I think is wrong. I mean, they, they, the, when you're working for ESPN, you're a sports networker. So should the guy in the middle of Sports Center be uh, the host? Should Steve Levy be, you know, saying that this is wrong from Donald Trump? I, I, again, that doesn't make anybody like I, uh, I don't know if they're complicit that way. I think it's I think he, he made a real broad brush about the rest of the people working there that I don't think is fair at all. Well, I do think I think this is a very I think parts of this are very straightforward, black and white. And I think there's also parts of this that are very nuanced in terms of straightforward, black and white. If you work for a company company and the company has rules you get a paycheck you're supposed to follow the rules so if they say no politics talk and you want to stay out of trouble you have to follow that policy but what i don't like about what you just said is i do think context is important no steve levy is not going to go on sports center and talk about the fact that donald trump is a piece of garbage but if you have a radio show and you're covering three or four hours, and your job is to be an entertainer, talk about things that you want to talk about. See, the politics to me, it's an easy, it's an easy, it, this isn't about the politics, it's about the fact that you're going to split your audience. If Dan Lebetard spent a half an hour talking about, um, I don't know what's relevant today. Okay, so this morning, the trailer for the Mr. Rogers movie came out with Tom Hanks. If he spent 15 minutes talking about that, no one would complain. That has nothing to do with sports. It's because ESPN doesn't want to piss off some of its audience with politics talk. But I don't think it's fair to compare what he did to... No, no one on SportsCenter is going to talk about Donald Trump. But if you have a radio show, you riff on a million different topics. And anyone who listens to the Dan Lebitard show knows it's not a straight sports show. So I think the context of that is important here. Again, I agree. Again, no, though, I think a talk show uh, yeah. has more leeway right. than a than a sports center. But the extreme, I was just using that as an extreme example. But yeah, so so and, and it is largely about a person's personality. That's what makes a talk show go. Right. I mean, it's it's more it's delivery. There's a lot of factors in, and they do a nuanced show. So that is true. That said, it's if you again, if, but but I do think like you have to compartmentalize these two things. Is what Dan Lebetard, what he said about um, Donald Trump's tweet and you know the racist chant, um, is that important or more important than anything in sports? Of course. I mean, I don't think even if you like are on like a uh, the side of like thinking you know that it was a supporter of Donald Trump or who thought the chant was okay, I don't know if anybody would argue that the idea of discussing race in America is not more important than sports. Um, I, I don't think that's a tenable, I mean, it's obvious, that's more important. But if you tune in to ESPN, and if your company has decided from the top that we want to be a sports network, if someone wants to hear about the news of the day, there are many channels, websites, and people on social media they can turn to. We don't want that to be represented you know, we don't want our people to be part of that because we think people come to our network for sports. And I would argue they're right. And like, I don't know if they're, that makes them complicit against, you know, what's going on in society. Now, Levitard um, comes from a, a definite point of view, which his life story is different. And what he's grown up with is different, which makes it even more personal, you know, even more personal, personal than it does for maybe other people. And so you can understand that coming into his show. But that said, what, what he did when he went after ESPN and calls them cowardly, says they have the stomach. Right, thing, right. Um, that's where you're kind of kicking the people who are handing you millions of dollars right. in the stomach. And I, that's where he's wrong. Um, and if he had just said what he said about the chance, 
it might have it would have probably you know gained some attention and I maybe agree. people would have called espn but i don't know if it would have had the legs that it had I and agree. that's where he made a mistake in my opinion i agree i agree because you're right because if he just focused on the rally and the chance and the racism of it it can be spun as you know dan levitard ignores the espn policy and you know talks about politics but the the headlines were ESPN, uh, Dan Lepitard calls ESPN cowardly, doesn't have the stomach for the fight. It's a whole different sort of. And now listen, the people who, the, you know, the MAGA people would still go after ESPN just because of what he said. But when you are attacking your own company, you're going in a place that's going to get a lot more attention than just, you know, the bright parts of the world. No doubt about it. And um, the thing about Levitard is that he's very talented of towing the line and not crossing it, which is a really hard thing to do. I, I've said this forever, is that to be edgy at ESPN, it's not impossible, but it's close to it. Right. Because especially with the Internet age, you know, if you go on the Internet, there are a lot of places doing a lot of things. They have no rules, none whatsoever. And that's edgy because there's no rules. It makes it much easier to be edgy when you have um a set of guidelines and you're working for a disney company and you're supposed to be a little bit outrageous that's hard to do it's hard to you know he goes after he kind of they kind of tweak Stephen a all the time i mean they kind of do it with love but it's it's definitely sort of making fun of the genre of the hot take and you know they they, they do that all the time and so levitard's excellent at doing that this time he went over the line and i think the words he used um were very strong and they put himself in a position and i don't like i know some people you know i was talking to you know i've talked to people who who work there and and, and i've seen it written you know like it's courage and stones i personally don't think saying something or tweeting something is necessarily courageous personally now if he gives up his money to go do it that's you know i don't know courage is the right word but that's take some to use raft uh um line it would take some onions you know but this dan levitard might um, represent a group that um, no, not, he, he does represent a group that is um, a minority in this country, but Dan Levitard has power. He's got a huge million dollar contract. He also um, has two huge platforms and in sports media. He has about a bigger platform as maybe anybody in the genre. So he's a powerful person. So I think saying these things, I don't know. I just think he, he's he's not necessarily putting himself on the line, and he and he may have felt a total imperative that doesn't matter. But we'll see what he does from here because now he's being told follow the policy. That's what we're doing at ESPN. We're following the policy, and if you don't like it, I'm not saying they said this. I don't know for sure, but I think it's implied that if you don't like it, then we could figure something out. Because right. to me, that's the only play ESPN had too, because he made them look extremely weak if they don't do anything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I will, I will agree and disagree with you a little bit. On, 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 I agree that to say what he did was courageous is a little much because in this day and age where we have to watch every single word we say for fear of, you know, people going ballistic. Uh, yeah, I think courage should be used for basically, you know, firefighters and people who go into burning buildings. But having said that, I do think you have to have a huge set of balls on you to get on ESPN's radio sh- network and television network and say that ESPN is cowardly and weak. I mean, you may not like it. You may think it's a- How about you just signed a new, I don't know how many years it was, but let's just yeah. say it's four-year contract. I mean, it, you're not doing something they're going to fire you for. So I, I don't know if, like, to me- He's in a great position. And on top of that, not only would he be marketable if he were let go, in the zone, he, he likely has a landing spot. Now, it's not one that's maybe desirable for him because, you know, it's a paid yeah, subscription I mean, site that's trying to – I get it, but in terms of salary-wise, he probably can make seven figures there. They're throwing around a lot of money. He's very tight with John uh, Skipper. I'm not saying like – I'm just saying it's – he he's in a position of power saying these things. I'm not saying um, – that it doesn't take some courage to do it, but like if you're doing overnight and you say it, that would be more courageous to me than if you're the 10 um, to one host hmm. weekdays and you have a TV show That's because it. you have power. If you're doing overnight, they would say, see you later. That's what would happen. Yeah, that would it, be, they'd come down harder. I, got I don't, I, I don't I don't necessarily know if I agree because if you're doing that on a, if you're doing that on an overnight at three in the morning no one really cares I mean people care because it's Dan Levitard and he does have uh, he, he is I think the bigger the name the more people care he also has a history of you know poking the bear there at ESPN like you had mentioned earlier um, and I know I don't know uh, yes he has the power I I agree with you at that point but then. You know, if this played out in some wacky way where he leaves or they fire him and he ends up at Dazzin, then he doesn't have any power. So, uh, because then no one's going to listen to him. So, I, I think that's a little, I don't think it's that, I, I'd be stunned if the mindset was like, oh, okay, well, I can leave and go there. I mean, $20 a month, people are going to pay to listen to him? Maybe they will. I don't know. I, I want to well, get. Well, my friends, let me, hold on, let me just talk about that. Yeah, one yeah, thing, yeah. Just because my friends, my friends at the zone, I know they're big listeners to your podcast. It's the zone, not Dazzin. It'll be so, da- you know, it's da- it's Dazzin on my podcast. <laughs> um, I I want to get to I want to get Dazzin, to I call it Dazzin. If it if you That's spell it if Al- you if you're going Albert if you're going to be ridiculous enough to spell it D A Z N I'm gonna call it Dazzin. Um, There's a study that if you have it, you know what you might want to put a Z in S I. There's some study that you put a Z or an X in your name. It's much more memorable. So their defense. Don't spell it in a ridiculous way if you want it said properly. Um, I want to get inside this story a little bit because I know you have some good inside information and sources on this and you've done a lot of good reporting. Andrew, there's a new column up, uh, NewYorkPost.com, about sort of the power play that's going on now. But here's what I'm interested in. I feel like ESPN has done a very good job of getting out all of their... um, I was going to use the word propaganda, but that's not fair. That's strong. ESPN has gotten their side out. I feel like, you know, you've reported it. Oran's reported it. I've gotten quotes out that, you know, they've all, and they've given everyone the same thing. Uh, they went yep. back and forth over the weekend, Pataro and Lebitard, and we have reemphasized this policy is not changing and every single member of ESPN must adhere to this policy. And Dan took the show off today and it was on Monday and it was his own doing. It was his decision. He'll be back on Tuesday and he's doing H holiday question. Everyone has gotten the same sort of line, but we have not heard anything from the Lebertard side of this. Any reason why? And do you know what the Lebertard camp is thinking on all this? Yeah. I mean, I talked to a lot of different people. I did reach out to Dan. He did not, he has not responded as of yet. So, um, you know, I can't say for certain what he's, what he's thinking. Um, you know, I'd prefer to hear it from him. Uh, he might be saving it for his show and, and say what he's going to say there. I mean, it seems to me, again, this is more conjecture, but he's trying to figure out what to say. I mean, on Friday, he didn't do the first 
hour of the show because they said he was eating breakfast. Right. Which, you know, in real time, I was tweeting out that that might mean that he's talking to people at ESPN, which I think is, Again, haven't been confirmed, but I think it's probably safe to assume that that's why I missed the first not, hour. Not to, not to interrupt you. To figure it out. I don't want to interrupt, but just, and to be clear about that, I believe his top producer was not on for that first hour as well, which really makes you think that was a sort of, you know, the principal came to class and... Exactly. Yeah. And then and then he decided not to do this show today. So he's right. trying to figure out what his, you know, what he should say and how he should address it with his audience. And um, so... To answer your question, yeah, we don't know exactly what Dan is thinking here. Um, he, he said what he said. And I, I guess the, the, the biggest thing for him, it's, it, it's a difficult thing when you're doing a talk show because you are just kind of, um, you know, it might not have been pre-planned. It might have been he just saw this Nick Wright tweet and said, you know what, I have to say something. And I'm sure the word complicit probably stuck a nerve because Nick Wright's the one who first used that word. And if you're Dan Lebitard and your parents are, immigrants and there's a crowd chanting behind the president um um send her back go back send her back um then i can see where that could strike a nerve and you know your big time personality who's gotten to where you've gotten because you've been willing and able to say unique things that um, stand out in the marketplace and so it's like you know you, there's a little bit of hubris that comes along with that and you say you know what i'm going to go for this and Again, the part that I think, I don't know if he'll admit this, but that he'll probably regret is the ESPN part because he's been working under Jimmy Pataro's um, uh, philosophy for 18 months, and it's been okay. Like, he's been able to stomach it, you know what I mean? And he's been able to, to work around it. And now, in this case, he wasn't. And here's the other, the, the bigger thing to me. ESPN's a sports network. You could argue then that if this is like, you have to talk about this, well, healthcare. You know, we should, he should be talking about healthcare. There's a million issues in our country that are way more important than Dan Levitard saying what certain uh, coaches, who they look like. You know, and I think they would agree. They do a fun right. show that's like, you know, that's making kind of fun of the sports world and sports media world. And so there's a million issues. Now, obviously, this one hits him closer to home, and that's why he felt the need to say something. But again, I, I don't turn to ESPN. I don't think many other people do to hear non-sports programming. I just don't think it's not why you turn there. And for them to have a philosophy not to, to, to focus on sports, that makes perfect sense uh, to me. Maybe yeah. I'm missing something. And, of course, when something humongous, and maybe in Dan Lebertard's head, and this is a fair point, and I don't come from his worldview, this, this is at that level, and that might be fair to say. But, like, after 9-11, if you're a sports media company and you're doing a talk show, you're talking about 9-11 because this was such a um, – uh, horrific and um, historical um, part of the American history. Now, again, he might argue that this is on par or that there's similarities in terms of how horrific this is. And perhaps he's right, but I don't know. It was words, you know, and it's, they're, they're terrible. And I think they're racist. And I, I, I agree with Levitard in terms of what he said um, for the most part, you know, um, but the, uh, but the bottom line is, does that belong on ESPN's air where they're paying a millions for a sports platform, you know, I would say it doesn't because it was just, it's, there, there are shows where you can find that. And I also think that his point of view wasn't so unique. Like, I don't know, like if he was saying something that was so different, I also think it would have more weight. He was saying something that a lot of people were thinking and and agreed with. um, And so it wasn't like it was different um, than what a lot of people were saying and thinking. Again, the line People don't. People tune into ESPN for sports. They don't want anything but sports. To me, is that's it's a little bit of a bullshit play because what you say. You, people don't want to hear about why. Well, because why? is it? So does that include any non anything that has that's non political? Like so, what if so? If, what if Dan Lebitard was giving out like a recipe for guacamole? Is that okay? That's not sports. Yeah, that, yes, that would be fine. But right. No, so, because, it, you ever, but, but when you go to a dinner party, right, or you go with friends? No, no, the, no, no. But, you know, but so I don't I, think you're married, Jimmy. But if your wife might say to you, or your girl, whoever would say to you, um, "Let's not talk politics with these people." The reason you don't do that is because it's so divisive. Right. So it's and politics. Like, it's the issue. It has nothing to do with our uh, people. Don't tune into. Yeah. Right. It's just politics. Of course. That's it, what the problem. Right. Yes. Right. So that's where. 
So it hasn't. I, the line is, you know, people. He also don't bring a big lesson. If they were talking about guacamole a lot on the Dan Levitard show, yeah, I would. I would think that'd be a problem too. Like if they mention a guacamole recipe because there's something unique about it every once in a while, sure. But if they were talking about guacamole, it, they, they, listen, we have the guacamole hour. We talk about guacamole for an hour well, every show, unless they were doing some great bit and maybe possibly. But you know, and obviously we're just using that as a you know ridiculous example. But the but the point is, yes, politics are very divisive, right. and it's not that you, you you can't discuss them. It's just that there we have places where you, if you wanted to hear that, there are many talk shows that you could listen about politics. Like there are many network TV sh- channels that you can listen and hear about politics. And not that the, when it, inter- like I, I think he like got on them because it's like when it intersects with sports. No, yeah, that's when you should discuss it, when it intersects with sports. I don't see how that, it's a, a sports network. And that's where they, um, when they, when people want to hear about it, is when it, it, the issue of sports comes up. Oh, when people it's just out of nowhere. Then I, when it's just out of like not, I don't know if nowhere because that was an issue of the day. But well, that, I don't know if that's where people turn to. Like you turn the channel to that station or or wherever you're getting the the, the show. There's always to get it. When you're choosing it, you're choosing it to listen to Levitard because he's a great personality and. You want to hear about sports like, right. and, and how they do a show. It's a little bit different than other shows. So there's a nuance, not just sports takes. It's, it's their little, like, you know, uh, view of the world. Now, you could say, well, maybe their politics should be involved. But what, what ESPN's saying, no, you're not absolved. Yeah, yeah. I, overall, I, 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 doing. I get all that. I'm not disputing any of that. I get all that. I just think that there's a couple of, a couple of things to sort of push back on that. I I I get why they don't want politics discussed. I totally get it. But if what he said that day was like three minutes out of a four-hour show, and I like I said before, I think the fact that he went after ESPN is what the majority of this hullabaloo is about. But I do think this is where I this is where I sympathize. We with. did this though. We did this though, Jim. I interrupt you, but but we did this. If nobody from like nobody in media writes about it, they just let it go. Like they they, they really haven't done it. ESPN really well, hasn't done anything official. Totally disagree. Like, the media totally disagree. Really, the Jimmy, me, the Jimmy media picks it up. in every single interview Jimmy Pitaro does, he makes it a point to say. Uh, no, you're right. Before that, yeah, before right. that. But I'm talking about this incident. Yes, of course. That he said publicly that they have data to say that they're not. They don't want to talk about politics. It's pure politics. Right. And then, then, but then, so yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so that's. That's where the media has a right to, like, you know, we have a right to do whatever we want, but we have a right to pick it up in this scenario because Pataro has made it clear right. he does not want pure politics. But then me- Lebertar does pure politics. Then every website that covers this stuff and a lot that don't uh, start writing about it. Right. And now we're here. Well, let me just finish this thought, though. This is where I... Th- th- this is where I sympathize with Dan Lebetard. Do I think Dan Lebetard should go on ESPN and bash ESPN? No, I think that's only a recipe for disaster. If ESPN has a rule, no politics, should Dan Lebetard get on the radio and do no do no politics? Yes, because that's the rule. They pay you, and I get it. But this is where I sympathize with him. His whole the reason he's employed is to entertain people on the radio for four hours. And you can be a sports station and want to focus on sports and play that song and dance all you want. But the fact of the matter is every person who's on radio, especially the good ones like him, always brought in the topics and are always talking about other things besides sports. That's just the way it is. And when you have when you're in the middle of the summer, when there is absolutely nothing going on and the country is basically you know, on DEFCON, whatever the number is, I always forget that expression, because of this rally with these insane people chanting. And you're Dan Lebetard, who, you, like you said, parents immigrated from Cuba. He sees this going on. It's hard for me to say, it's hard for me to judge the guy because he spent three minutes saying he cannot believe what's going on in this country. Instead of talking about, you know... Um, you know, who's, who's better? Him? No, no, but I don't think those are two different things, though, Jimmy. Like, you can agree with what he said and also think he shouldn't have said it on ESPN. What I'm saying and, is, what I'm saying is, in this situation, I'd give him a pass for saying it, considering all of the circumstances. That's what and I'm I think. Saying. ESPN, from what I've been told, I think ESPN likely would have if he hadn't gone after ESPN. Right. I was gonna. I wanted to say I wouldn't give him the pass for bashing ESPN because you just like anybody who works for any company can't bash the company. It's not exactly rocket science. 
Well, he also, but he, he, and I think if he had done it that way, they would have, it would have, it would have passed quicker right. than him just going. I mean, he went nuclear too. I mean, the words he used right. were cowardly. Um, don't have the stomach for that. Um, then he said that basically he, 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 and this is where I would have a problem with it. I used to work there. So if I were, it's like, he's saying like everyone's complicit. Like if, Mina Kimes doesn't say anything. Is she complicit? Like, is everyone complicit who, who hasn't said something about well, this? No, I don't. Um, I, 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 so I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's fair. I don't think it's. And again, we all come from different. From his, I get it. Like, right. this is it, it, it's deeply personal for all of us. But there's always extremes for whatever your background right. is you know, in terms of how So for him, obviously, like, and, and maybe he, he has to say that. And you know, he needs. You know, you, you like he just he like couldn't even like. Sometimes you, you feel something. I think we all do at certain times, um, you know, forever. But just, you know, politically, not where we are, you know, as a country, which, wherever you stand, that it is very strong feelings. It's probably always been really strong, but social media amplifies it. And you feel like you have to say something. My, my thing is, though, is it, is that making an impact? Like, or, and, and by saying everyone else is complicit, I use the Steve Levy, like, you know, you know apologies to Steve, the break, but like the Sports Center, um, like, center, like, should he be saying on Sports Center? You know what I mean? Like, all right, Yankees beat the Royals four to three. Well, I got to say this about you know. So, see, like, I again, I, I get it's different forums, but right. he, should he be saying on Twitter? Should other people be saying this all over the place? And if they're not, they're complicit. I don't know if that's um, that's fair. Again, and, I'm gonna. And he did say that. I'm gonna disagree from this standpoint. I didn't take it as him basically insinuating or implying that his colleagues are implicit because they're not calling out what they see. I saw it as him exposing the nonsense game that ESPN plays. And we play it here at SI, so I shouldn't just call out ESPN. SI plays this game too, where we're not going to go on our website on SA.com. ESPN's not going to go on there and say, you know, Donald Trump is, you know, a sociopath. But if Steve Kerr says it, now we can let him take all the bullets and we could put everything on him and do a story about how Steve Kerr said this. It is a little bit of a, it is a little weak, I think. I do. It's like, okay, we won't take the bullet, but you know what? Popovich could take the bullet. Kirk can take the bullet because they're sports figures. It is a, it, there is a little bit of a weak aspect to going about it that way. Yeah, I disagree. I don't know. I get what you're saying and I get it. It's kind of weak and you want to be the one saying it, but like, I don't come to sportsillustrated.com to read Jimmy Trina's political thoughts. I go to Time. I want to, you know, or somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go. That's not why I go to your website. Like, I would never go to SI.com and say, hmm, I wonder what Tom Verducci thinks about healthcare. It's like, that's not like what you're, what you guys do. So, I you know, if you, if you want to write a letter to the editor of the New York Times to get an opinion pages, you know, you know, maybe, but like, I don't see... I see the point in that, like, it's sort of weak. We're waiting for Steve Kerr to say something, but that's implying that you're waiting to say something. Like, I, I don't. I, you cover sports, and yes, you have opinion pieces. That's where we. And, that's where we part ways. I don't look at it like me or Lebetard. We, we just cover sports. We cover pop culture as well, and then we cover, you know, anything else. That's here's the thing. Last week there was a video of a woman on a plane swiping the TV with her bare feet. Everybody yeah. covered it. Is that sports? But you're, but again, that's different though. That's not like, I, I get what you're kind of saying when you're making these examples, but you're right. That's not sports. Right. It's, and the bottom line is, of a cultural con- but wait, but, but Jimmy, but then like, well, I guess you could present this to your bosses, but to your trainer club, yeah. which is sort of lighthearted in my opinion. And, and for the most part, you're having right. fun with sports. Right. Kind of similar to the Lebertard show in, in some respects, I would say. It, it, but like, should every fifth column, would you want it to be about like your your opinion of Donald Trump? Does I that would, make sense? Here's what I'll tell you about that. Every I would every now and again I would like to say that I cannot believe the president of the United States is such a piece of garbage, but I don't do you it. Said it. But you I said don't. But I don't do it because I don't want to give SI the headache. That's I, my bosses have been very good to me. They've given me a lot of leeway. I don't want them dealing with the headache. I would deal with it. I don't care. But I don't want them dealing with the headache. So that's why I don't do it. So, so, but, so Dan gave ESPN the headache. And right, at a higher profile, right. with all due respect to trainer thoughts, right. than you did. Like, he decided, I'm going to give this headache 
on a Thursday afternoon. Now, maybe it's that important, and perhaps even is even right. It's a huge issue. It's a very important issue. Nobody's downgrading that issue. Right. But, like, the idea that if Steve Kerr said it, yeah, now it's an issue. Yeah, now it's an issue. Right. I don't see where that deviates. We cover sports. So if a sports person says it when you're covering sports, yes, does it kind of feel weak if you're a talk show host? Like, I'm supposed to be the big man saying all these things? Yeah, I agree. That's why when I went back to ESPN, when I was talking about ESPN, and I think it's dicey when you're supposed to be edgy to do it at ESPN because they do have rules, and they you can go go off, but every place has rules. Right. Like, it, it, to act as if they don't is ridiculous. Yeah. The new owners, whatever the new ownership system is with SI, I can't figure it out, but whatever right. it is, <laughs> if you just went on this podcast and you spent 40 minutes just ripping them to pieces, let me tell. Let me know when the next podcast is. You know what I mean? I don't think there may, would be a next podcast. It may happen, but we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I, right, I well, think. But the point is, is that right. you just, there, there are rules. I, I got again, you. I'm not like saying like there are rules. Somebody to be broken. Right. And I can I actually think it can be advantageous for the person. Right. Like you know, if they wanted to play the game, Patar could just be like, you know what, act rogue. It'll be good for the you know network. It'll be good for your show. This is drawing attention to your show. More people will listen. Um, but. That's not what they're going through. No, I got and it. I, guess I got at it. At the end of the day, why? Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't tune in Dan to listen to. I listen. I, I tune in to laugh. Right. And I'm not saying you again, can't go to a serious issue. Sometimes I'm not saying that like you should never go to a serious issue. And I'm not even saying like to me it's fine. I don't make ESPN's policy. It's fine that he even did it. Right. But I can understand why ESPN's policy is the way it is. I agree. And why they would be like, why are you putting us in this position? And the and the biggest thing though is. He made all his bosses, right. who, from what I can tell, have been very good to him. Right. Okay? I don't know for sure, but they seem to be very good to him. Good to him. He, he's earned it. He's talented, and he's earned it. And you, you, it wasn't like he won some sort of a lottery. He's earned the positions, and he's earned the money. But from what I can tell, they gave him a lot of leeway from 10 to 1. They gave him a lot of leeway on highly questionable with his dad on the show, and you know, and it's done well. It's been on for a long time. So to me, from, as far as I can tell, it's they treat him really, really well, and he decided the other day to just slap him in the face. We're in a, we're in a nationally everywhere. It sounds like we're arguing, but I, we're really in agreement on on ninety nine percent. We listen of this. to Mike and the Mad Dog when they're at their peak, so we know the key is yeah. keep people listening. Sound like you well, know, no, I just you're, here, yeah. just to go to the I I do want to move off this and then wrap up, but just to to, yeah. to play off the example where I said I would be I would love to be able to say what I want about him, but I don't want to give SI the headache. And Dan ended up doing it and breaking the rules. And I said this earlier, his experience with it is totally different from mine, given his parents, et cetera. So that's why I think we're in agreement that we can get it. We understand it. And then he went and bashed his bosses. And then um, let me ask you this from your reporting. How I guess I, I didn't realize this until I read your column a little while ago. I thought this was maybe it's a little kerfuffle that'll pass. And, but is this like the Jimmy, like, is this rocking Jimmy Pataro's world? I I said that I thought this was his worst nightmare, but I thought it may die down over the weekend and then it did not. Um, What are you hearing about Pataro's reaction with all this? I mean, I think he's handled it and talked to Lebertard a number of times from what I'm told. And look, I think that they're in better hands with Pataro than they were with Skipper. He's like righted the ship in a lot of respects. This is, and one of the things that they wanted to do is they wanted people to stop calling it MS SPN. I don't quite try to say whatever the MS ESPN thing, whatever it is. Yeah, they, don't nobody, wanna, they don't yeah, want but, that liberal. Oh I get it. Nobody does that. I agree with you. The other thing is the, the other thing is well, that was, that's a misnomer in a lot of respects. There's some truth to the liberal, liberal part of ESPN that it was, but it, they're, 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 but a lot of it was untrue. I mean, they, they, we're going to get off topic here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't want to go through this this, again. Uh, but here's the thing. I, I will say this. When you're hosting sports and you're Jamel Hill and then you're tweeting politics, you can't ask your audience, or at least the people who are doing both, that they can separate the two. You're, you're asking a lot. But the idea that ESPN was on the, the network and they were talking about non-sports things all the time is just untrue. It just wasn't it, – it's, it's not true. It just, it's, it's simply – you know, not factual. So, but, but the, but when you're, when you take the money from Disney or ESPN and decide to be a cast member, you're going by their rules. And 
Um, when you when you go into politics in any forum now, public forum, you are representing the company. If you don't like it, then you can leave and it's do pretty, something else. And it, you know that's the that's the number one thing. It's pretty wild because Jamel Hill never did anything nearly as egregious as what Dan Lebitard did, and she ended up having to leave. I mean, her she did her thing on Twitter, and what she got suspended for was not the white supremacist remark. It was saying <clears throat> boycott Jerry Jones's sponsors, which. Again, Jamel Hill on Twitter, boycott Jerry Jones' sponsors. doesn't even compare to what Dan Lebitard did on Thursday morning. Yeah, but for so. Jamel, who's talented and I find very funny, um, it's worked out. I mean, oh, yeah, that yeah. Wasn't yeah, the, yeah. It's worked out very well. Right. The bottom line is Jimmy Pataro and ESPN don't want to piss off any of the 60 million people who voted for Donald Trump, and they're going to make sure. I don't even think it's that, though. I think like there's like this thing like, well, they're like appealing to the mob. It's like, I think yeah. that's kind of BS. I just don't think, you know, like everyone's trying to survive in this media world. Like, why would you want to piss off? Like, like, no, I shouldn't say why do you want to piss off anybody? That's not really why. Cause I, I mean, I piss off people all the time and you piss off people, but like, why it's like, I don't know if an audience is coming for that. That's the bigger point. Not that it's like, Oh, we don't want to piss off these people because his views are like, like, I think, I don't know Jimmy Pertaro's like political views, so I, I shouldn't even speak to this, but I think there's a lot of people, maybe even more people than not at ESPN who probably agree with what Lebertard said and also would think he shouldn't have said it on ESPN's right. platform. Right, I, yeah, I, that's that's pretty much, I think, what the consensus would be. All right, well, very, very briefly, how, what, what, how do you see this playing out? What do you think the next step is in this? I think it depends on Dan. I mean, I wrote the column that's up on, you know, NewYorkPost.com, is that he's going to have to decide. He's been told to, you know, there's a politics policy, and he's going to have to decide what he wants to do. Um, he's described that policy as um, cowardly, and so does he want to go by that policy, or does he want to continue to, you know, speak out on politics, even if they don't enter um, first with sports? That's a decision he's going to have to make, and obviously, if he goes to the latter, then to me, there's a little, there's more courage in that because then you're putting your position in, um, you know, it could be in question. And would he have a lot of offers? Yes, but like I said, he has a great life at ESPN, as far as I can tell. You know, maybe behind the scenes, it's not as great, but as far as I can tell, they treat him really well. Pay him. I know they pay him a lot of money. And he gets to basically joke around and have fun. And I don't think there'd be any greater thrill than having your dad on a show with you um, on ESPN every day. Right. So um, that's pretty good. I mean, so I think they treat him really, really well. But he's going to have to decide on what, um, what you know, he wants to do. So I think Lebertard will decide where this goes. And, you know, he lets it die down. Um you know, the only time for him is that then he kind of looks cowardly himself if he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Really, I totally really disagree because he shouldn't have done it. So he doesn't look cowardly. It's like, okay, listen, I did this. I got it out of my system. I shouldn't have done it. This is the rules. I got to follow the oh, rules. Oh, well, he says that. Fine. That's yeah. all right. If yeah. he apologizes, but he still well, sort of backs down. It was so important, but now it's not that important. I, no, it's, I don't know. It, it, no, it's not backing down. It's you got to follow the rules. You just, you know, but all I know is this. I cannot wait as someone who does not work at ESPN. I cannot wait until election day next year in 2020 to see how many suspensions end up getting handed down. Um, since no one's allowed to tweet about that. I'm going to go off the total reservation here. I've got to vent about something that I've that has been pissing me off since Sunday, and maybe you can weigh in here. There's nobody that does more scheduling nonsense and messes more things up than Major League. They are the Major League Baseball is the worst at scheduling. Can you not have the Baseball Hall of Fame take place while there are games going on? Maybe it's the you know obviously I care about it because I'm a New Yorker. Mar I don't need Mariano Rivera giving his speech while the Yankees are playing a game. Can you maybe schedule that when there's no games going on? Yeah, I mean, I can't answer, like, officially. Like, I know exactly why, but I do believe that the Hall of Fame weekend has always been a summer event, always been a weekend event, very big for the Cooperstown community in terms of revenue and obviously it's the focal point. 
and the games are still being played. So I guess your alternative would be like have no games on Sunday, or just put which, it up, have the all have the ceremony take place instead of the the stupid All Star game that nobody cares about. Just put it when people can watch it while their baseball team is not. I don't, you know, maybe White Sox fans wanted to watch Harold Baines. I, mean, mostly, I get it, but it doesn't get a great rating. I don't know if that many people really want to watch. Well, it, it doesn't get a great rating because it's on on a Sunday afternoon while the teams are being, oh, the games are being played. I, it's. I mean, could they have the could they have the ceremony at night? I mean, I don't think that's a terrible idea. Not have Sunday night baseball. I mean, I don't think that's a right. terrible idea. Right. Right. But uh, but I mean, I guess that's a possibility. Um, but uh, but Jimmy, I mean, you could have put it on your iPad and watched the game on TV. Can you multitask or no? No, I can't multitask. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, thank you for coming on and. Um, we will check out your columns on NewYorkPost.com, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks, man. Take Thank care. You. Bye. All right, my thanks to Andrew Marshan for coming on and giving us uh, the information he knows about the Dan Levitard versus ESPN situation. If you are listening to this podcast for the first time, if you're a Dan Levitard show listener or Stugatz fan from the Stugatz Army, please subscribe. It's greatly appreciated. We'll see you next week right here on the SI Media Podcast. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.